Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope you said good. We're just beginning 2023. I hope everybody had a great weekend, and I hope you know, that maybe you joined me yesterday for, for the live the read. And if you didn't, well, you can always go back and check it out. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. Let me loosen up my cord here so I can move without bumping stuff. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of, well, not so sunny Sacramento, California right now. And I can tell you it's not so sunny because it's starting to rain again. Boy, did we get wind and rain, I'll tell you. It was spooky. Especially Sunday, especially New Year's Eve. Ooh, it was spooky. In fact, <laughs> I had a tree, a big tree limb fall over my fence. So I'm dealing with insurance, you know, and stuff for that. My poor neighbor it ended up mostly in his yard. But anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm like I said, I'm 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 also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, and we are 45 strong up and down the state of California, which means that if you think you might have a paranormal issue going on in your home, or office, or wh- wherever. We can get to you. It might take us a couple hours because California is a big state, but we can get to you. We have people based up and down the state of California, which means Sacramento. We got people in, in Central California, Southern California, NorCal, you know, Bay Area, all that stuff. Not to mention Nevada, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii. So we have people everywhere. We're like the FBI. Anyhow, as you can see tonight, this is a rare event. I'm wearing glasses. I do wear glasses, unfortunately. Mostly contacts. And if anybody's ever worn contacts and had to go back to their glasses, it's not the same. It's not even close. You know, and a real quickie idea. I know our guest is waiting to come on. I'm excited to talk with her. But it's like the contacts, it's right on your eye, so it's like your eye. And the glasses are, what, two inches, you know, one, one to two, maybe an inch, inch and a half away from your eyes, maybe two. Depth perception, everything's off. So if you guys are in the chat room tonight, just a quick FYI in that I'm going to try and enlarge it as big as I can because I can't see it. Okay, that's just how it is. So not jokingly, I could be joking, but I have to get my eyes checked in order to get new contacts. So if you guys are willing to help me out with that, that would be great. Send that to my PayPal and my Venmo. But anyway, um, tonight's guest, let me make sure I heard last name right, Kathleen Dan. I hope I get it right, Kathleen Reddy Dan has written a very unique book, and it's, it's about um, soulmates and past lives. And we're going to talk to her about that. We're going to have a nice conversation about this book she's written. It's a really cool book. I've, I, I've read parts of it. It's a, re- it's, it's a really cool piece, and I've been looking forward to interviewing her for a while. So it should be an inter- interesting interview. Okay? If you guys are watching from Facebook and you like what you see tonight, please be sure to hit that like and the follow button. From wherever you're watching. If you're watching from um, Twitch, please hit that like and follow button. Same goes for YouTube. Okay, uh, there's that little ghost that somebody told me looked like the Twitter bird. There's that little ghost down in the bottom right hand corner. I'm pointing at it right now. If you click on that, that'll bring up the subscribe insignia thingy button, and that will t- will allow you to subscribe to more than 470 videos. 
and they're all shows, all varying topics. I'm a journalist. I don't like to stay just on paranormal stuff. I like to vary it and talk about different things. So I'm sure there's something that you will find that will be interesting to you. So that's great. We've also started to go live on TikTok. Last night we went live for the first time. And uh, it went really well. Better than, than I expected. So if you're somebody that was over on TikTok and you decided to come check the actual live show out, welcome. welcome. We, these shows will be going live on TikTok as well at some point. That's part of our changes for 2023. You're going to see some changes in the way I, the way I do things. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride because I'm expanding things for 2023. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now, and our guest tonight, Kathleen, is going to come on, and we're going to find out some more information about her and get rolling here. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. Someday I shut up, huh? We're good. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you doing tonight? Fine, but good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about you. All right. Well, I live in uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts. And, um, well, I have been writing most of my life. Um, I practiced law for quite a while. Um, somewhere along the end of that part of my life, I, I became a medium. And um, that turned my life in a new direction. Um, I, it was actually quite a long process to get there, to be able to really communicate um, pretty clearly with people in spirit. Mm -hmm. But um, I did get to that point where I could have conversations and I learned a lot about uh, soul continuation and um, both through you know, mediumship and also through various incarnations. Mm -hmm. um, and so that really opened up my eyes to a lot of things. It changed the way I saw my life and, and the world. And um, it just, it took away a lot of my fear because the idea of death, although I, I still have you know quite fear around that because I'm not interested in going anytime soon, but speaking to people on the other side is, is very comforting. Yes. Um, and I have family on the other side. I, I lost my mom when I was pretty young. And um, I had always been interested in spiritual things. Um, but at one point, I was in my 30s, and I lost one of my sisters unexpectedly. And that really is what opened things up for me. Um, it just, again, it was a process. But I had, um, I stumbled into um, a, a spiritualist church. Okay. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to do that. But they have mediums there. Right. And um, so my husband and I have sort of always pursued our spiritual education together. And we did that as well. And we had some really cool um, messages come through, things that were making me believe that my loved ones still existed. Cool. And one night they had a, um, a table tipping night. And if you ever have the opportunity, have you done it? I have. You have. It's cool, uh, right? It's pretty cool, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, that really is pretty mind-blowing. If you had a really good reading, um, that's what made me want to pursue communication on my own. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, eventually got there. Um, and it's just, that's become sort of the the basis of life. The I, Everything is kind of shifted under my feet. Uh, no longer practice law. I'm still an attorney, 
uh, but I haven't practiced in over 10 years. Um, I write, as you know, um, I wrote this book um, before we were born. I, I wrote it based on the ideas that had been given to us when I was up oh, there. There it is. Um, when um, we were communicating with people in spirit. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, you know, I had written a book about addiction years before. Um, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And the way I approached that book was uh, I used like the bones of my experience of, you know, mm -hmm. going through a rehab and, and um, what that was like for me and how that changed my life. But I wanted to tell the story in a fictional manner which I did. And then when, when I decided to write this, I, I felt the same about it. I wanted to write it as a story, only use these concepts as the bones of the story to hold it up. Sure. And that's how it came to be. Sure. Absolutely. I was going to ask you about your, 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 your training as a medium, because mm. I think I teach psychic development classes huh. and I'm self-taught like you, I'm self-taught. Yes. And, um, <laughs> my training was uh growing up in a haunted house and then that stuff kind of tapering off you know when you get older and then hanging out with paranormal groups and it coming back with a vengeance and sylvia brown that was it because i was scared to death you know because things were i was seeing things and yeah sure. so when i teach psychic development classes i teach it's a very it's a slower process than a lot of classes because i feel that People need to learn a slower, they have to learn a slow way because otherwise, you know, it's hard to explain to people that once they open that door, they're just not going to get nice stuff coming through. You know, you have to be able to control that and, and like, you know, like you say, learn to talk to them and, and, do, and do this. That's why I'm very impressed about the way you taught yourself. Well, you know, I went in full steam ahead and I did have some bumps from that for sure. Um, I was, you know, mostly like, just, I'm just an intense person, you know, when I get my mind set on something. And so I was, I was meditating at least three times a day and with intention. And at the same time, I was, you know, visiting spiritualist churches, seeing mediums and learning and reading and, you know, all that. Um, but, you know, yeah, when, when my third eye opened, it, I had, a, I had a lump here from, you know, just from the, I feel like the intensity of it, the way that the way that it went down, it was just, but that's kind of reflective of my personality and the way I pursue things. So that, that happened, but there did get to be a point where I was seeing things that I didn't want to be seeing and people were waking me up and um, I didn't, I didn't like it. I actually got to a point where I asked someone, how do I close my third eye? Right. And the person said, well, why would you want to do that? So everybody's trying to open their third eye. And I said, because I'm, I was getting frightened by it, you know, mm -hmm. um, nothing really scary, but you know, like, um, you know, I saw a shadow person go by one night when I was in bed and that did not thrill me. I didn't know what it was, mm -hmm. um, but I had a, a, a guy um, that I met at the spiritualist church. He was a native American healer and he was teaching different classes and, um, you know, he's, I told him about that. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know? And he said, you don't, don't, don't worry about that. Just send them to the light, Just send them to the light. If you see a shadow, he goes, that's a shadow person. Cause I told him, I just saw this dark figure go by. And he's like, that's all that is. You know, I'm sure you, you have plenty of, um, yeah. I'm not laughing at you because of your story. I'm laughing yeah. at you because 
it's it, it, that's a common thing when people open up all at once like that. I mean, that's common because because like as I said, I teach. I, I go a real slow pace when I teach, and I teach people people how to open that door incrementally <laughs> so they can yes. shut it right away. So by the time I'm done teaching them, they they can slam the door like this, you know, if, if something comes at them. Yeah. Um. But I admire you intensely. Hey, there's a question in the chat room about what is table tipping. Oh, okay. So it's um. You know, there's, you use a small pedestal table that has like, you know, just like a, you know, the one leg is the pedestal and, uh, you know, several people can sit and you'd put your hands on it. And if um, a spirit comes and wants to come through, um, the table starts to vibrate a little bit. And then it starts to, you know, if, the, if there's a, you make a connection, um, the table will start to move. Mm -hmm. um, and the first time we did that, um, it was such a cool experience. A person that it was a, a dear friend of mine that I had lost not long, you know, before this experience um, mm -hmm. came in and he kind of walked the table right over and landed on my lap and, um, you know, spelled out his name, you know, with the table. And it was, it was just really pretty cool. Absolutely. Hmm. So tell me, like, let's talk about the background for your book, because obviously you, you have experience talking to, you know, I don't want to say deceased people, but that's, you know, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. So how are you able to put that together in, into a book format? You know, um, when I first wrote it, it was such a, it's an, it's an immense topic. Mm -hmm. um, so part of the, the challenge of getting the story across was how do I break it down? How do I make this work? I have more than one lifetime going on here with the characters and, um, probably the most challenging part of it was starting the book in the spirit world. But I wanted it to be that way because I wanted to talk about, you know, how people um, will plan before they're born, you mm -hmm. know, where they're going and who they're going with. And, and the idea of, you know, this book is about uh, romantic soulmates, but it's, you know, it, that's not all that there's so many kinds of soulmates and people travel in family packs and, Mm -hmm. And um, with best friends and brothers, and there there are two brothers in this book too. Who one of them stays back and is guiding the the one who came, um, the one who's born, and that's a significant relationship. And I'm I'm exploring that more in my in the sequel to this book that I'm working on now, just because I think it's important for people to see that soulmates does they, they don't have to be you know your partner your life partner and somebody that's you know you're going to always travel with um it's 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 a mixed bag of you know a lot of people will um, make plans to travel here together but then uh, maybe would change up the roles you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. in their different lifetimes so um i went a little bit off topic there but um that's okay, that's okay. Um, but for, so for the first chapter, for people to to see these two making this plan to come here and the woman really wants to be born again. She wants to be uh, the child of a woman who was her mother in a different life. And she wants that opportunity. And her, her partner, her soulmate doesn't want really doesn't is not ready to come and doesn't want to. But he comes because he wants to be with her and he doesn't want her to go alone. And so he chooses his mother based on the fact that she lives near the mother his partner is being born to. And he thinks that way we're sure to find each other. 
Um, but he also picked this woman um, who is um, an alcoholic and a drug addict. And so he came into very different circumstances than his soulmate. And so, you know, a big part of the story is writing about that, about what, what challenges they faced in uh, being together and, and in not being together and how, you know, trying to find each other, find their way back. Now, as a medium, let me ask you about this too, for soulmates. I mean, I know that there's that, that, that there's like a master plan for everybody at some point, you know, after we go, but I, this is the first time I can also say this is the first time I've heard that we can choose who we're going to go back to. Is that yeah. something you, you find when you're channeling? I, that is something I've heard. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard that. That's this is the first. This is a surprise for me. Yeah, I always like one of the things that um, has been stressed to me is that it's a collaboration. Okay. So we're we're working together. Um, you know, it, even in spirit, as we make a plan, um, we're, we're, there are others who are, are helping us with that. And we have guides who stay behind. And I think sometimes these guides can show up in our lives as well. But there's always someone there watching over and helping us that you can, you know, kind of reach out to. Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to make contact with one, you know, one of my guides. And um, I know not everybody has that, but you can speak to them and you can ask for guidance and you can ask for help and, you know, just putting it out there and, and there's someone listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How quickly can the soul return after, after somebody dies? I don't know if there's a, I, I honestly don't know if there's any kind of time limit. I think um, the idea of time is very different in um, the spirit world. So it's, that's, yeah, that's something I, I don't, I don't have a grasp on. I find, I find your book fascinating in that. It reminds me of that movie uh, with Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis. When he oh. dies and she dies and he, and then he has to go find her, but they put him like on the West coast and she's on the East coast, you know, and he's, and she's got a crappy life and then he's got a crappy life and they're trying to locate each other. Oh my it's God. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, that's I. That's just sounding familiar, but I haven't seen it in a million years. Is yeah, it like a movie or something? I was back in back a while. Yeah, that was that was back a while. Back yeah, in the well, late eighties, I think. Yeah, I think I'll have to check that out. So, so tell me, are, are these uh, like I, obviously the alcohol? And I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. The alcoholic is based on you, you know, on your experiences. Oh, uh, not or, really. I mean, that wasn't my life or anything like that. I okay. actually when I was 26 okay uh, and you know before I you know had a family or anything like that I've just I've been sober ever since um but the you know this the experience of being an alcoholic and how that affects your life and everybody around you um that certainly came in mm -hmm. well if I if I insulted you I apologize I didn't mean it no, not at all okay okay so how long did it take to write this book then? Because you had all this information you were trying to put in this, you know, it must be overwhelming because you know so much about the subject. It's, you know, I started to tell you before and then I, I got off track, but I, I originally wrote it as a screenplay. Oh, cool. And, yeah. And I, I had to learn how to write a screenplay, you know, which I, which I did just on my own time. I didn't take classes or anything like that, but I, uh, I did that and I really loved it. And the story, 
um, because you have to write everything in a really like sparse way in a screenplay, everything's very tight and very, you know, limited on how much you can put on every page. And um, it helped me because I was able to find out what is the most critical parts of the story. What do, what has to be on this page? And um, that helped me because when I went to write the the novel, first of all, I, I had an outline. I used the screenplay as an outline, but also I, I understood the key elements of the story before I started putting it down as a novel. That's really cool. I was just thinking, you know, when you were talking about the screenplay, it's like journalism. It's, it's like trying to write a new story because yes. you're trying to get a squeeze as much in as you can without being too wordy and you got to take out the, the, the crap, you know, and have, just have the, just have the important stuff up there. That's really cool. I never thought about writing a book as a screenplay first and then, and then putting it in the book format. Yeah. Um, I actually like, you know, I thought this is going to be a screenplay. This is what it's going to be, you know, this at first. And then after I, I had it, I was realizing like, I already have this, I already have it, the bones, I can do this, you know, uh, because it, as you mentioned, it's so much information mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted it to be accessible, the information. Um, the idea of writing this really was just to introduce people who may not have had some of the experiences that I've had mm -hmm. to, um, you know, these, these ideas. And I'm not trying to sell anybody or on anything or anything like that. I have just mm -hmm. my own unique spirit path. I, you know, I don't follow any group and I wouldn't expect anybody else to, and certainly based on any things that I've written. Um, but these ideas changed my life. They made me see things clearer. They made me feel more connected. And uh, I just wanted to do that. And I think sometimes when you write something as fiction, it's, it's easier to relate to. It's easier to read, to sit back and just, you know, relax and um, read the story and let the story kind of carry you. And you're at the same time be, being exposed to some um, spiritual ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, I think a story like this gives people hope too. Like, like, like when you were saying, you know, when, when you realize that you could visit with your mother or maybe yes. see your mother again, in their life or whatever, it brings it, it gives hope to people that, that that they'll be together again. Yes. So the story's fiction. Okay. I wrote it as fiction. It's a right. novel. Right. Um, so this didn't, you know, none of the events in here literally happened to me. Well, right. but a lot of a lot of them really did, but just not in that circumstance. Right. Um, yeah, and, and it's just I think there's this power in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, it's so much easier for me to read a book that somebody is um, has written as a story than it is to read nonfiction about something. It just somehow it resonates better with me. Sure, it does. Sure, it does. And like I said, I, I, you know, it, it is fiction, but it's based on true. It is it, well, what we think is true events. Essentially, you know, yes. it's based on stuff that you've experienced through through your abilities. And so it's neat because like it's, it's laid out into a story format that everybody can understand, you know, without being confusing. Yes, I hope so. That was the idea. So, so the book is actually coming out tomorrow in the United oh, timing States. Timing is everything. See that? Timing is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It was out in the UK 
um, in December, but it's it's hitting in uh, the United States tomorrow. So it's ex ex exciting time. How did it do in the UK? You know, I don't honestly know. I haven't looked at any reports or anything. I'm just kind of, I'm just doing my thing over here, Charlotte. Because they're into that stuff over there. So, I mean, you know, they're really into that stuff. Yes. Over across the pond over there. That's right. So what do you think is the, is the main message of your book? I think the main message is that life is eternal and um, that love is eternal. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I, I took from, you know, the messages that I've received. And I think even when, so I, I you know, I, I'm a medium, like in a very private way, mm -hmm. honestly, this whole, I like being, being out in the public as a medium is brand new to me because it's, it was written on the back of my, uh, the cover of this book. So most of the people in my life didn't even know I was a medium. Um, just my husband and I would, um, you know, communicate. And uh, once in a while, like my other family members, my sisters, things like that would also do it. But I'd never done readings for people or that was never my thing. It was just a it, it just helped us so much privately in our personal lives. Um, but it was on the book. And when it came to me, the advanced copies showed up and I showed my husband. And we laughed, you know, because it said, you know, that I was, you know, channeling my my loved ones and. And I thought, well, I guess it's it's that time, you know, it's time to just come out with it. But uh, yeah, so. Well, I, I can honestly say it is comforting. I know my mother's still around. You know, she's been gone three years, but she's here. Mm. She's with me all the time. Yeah. Weird things, you know, like the other night I was telling my friend that um, I heard I heard in the middle of the storm, I heard somebody knocking in the, on the walls. I don't know where the hell it was coming from. Wow. And then I had these lanterns that wouldn't turn on. And then overnight when I, when I woke up in the morning, the lantern was on. So she was turning the lantern on for me. Yeah, sure. You know, it's stuff like that. And it's, it is comforting to know and, and, and you know, that, that, that they're still here. And then if I'm able to go meet them in another life, oh, my gosh, you know. I know. I understand. And, and I'm sorry for your loss, Charlotte. It's, it's, it's okay. And I know. I, I, I understand. Um that, you know, our family and our friends that passed over, we'll see them for sure. We'll see them again. Uh, but it's still hard. Mm -hmm. You know, when my mom came in uh, the first, first, I don't know how many times that my mom came to talk to me, I was crying through it. I, it was just so emotional. It was really hard for me to get a message from her because it was just such a painful loss. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned like, like in the book that they're able to choose who they come back as and, and who, who the parents are, you know, are going to be. Are they able to choose? Well, you mentioned the location, too. Are they able to choose the location or is that chosen for them? Oh, I think that we, I, I, you know, I do think there's a collaboration. I think there's guidance from our, you know, our, okay, our, okay. our guys. It's a collaboration. Saying. But, yeah, we have we know where we're going. I think there's. Um, I, we play, play the biggest role in that and choosing where we want to go and why we want to be there. And, and I think a lot of times members of our spirit family will plan together. It's almost like taking a trip. You know, you want to go with your favorite people. You want to go, you know, with your friends and your sisters and brothers, whoever it is that you, you like to do things with. And I think it's like that. It's this extended journey here and we plan 
you know, significant, there's significant planning that goes into um, that actual birth. Was it hard to um, come up with the, the different personalities for the characters in your book? No, that part was, was not so much. Um, I love that. That's my favorite part of writing. Like I love the characters. Um, you know, they're fun. I just let them live in my head, you know, and, and after a little, like, as I'm going about my day, I'm bringing them with me. Um, and they sort of start to have their own voice. And I just, I, I love that. That's just, that's the, that's the most fun thing about writing for me. Which brings me to my next question is that when you finished the book, did you feel a loss because you've been so like entrenched in that and writing about these characters and you finally come to the end of the book and, and it must feel like, like when a family member leaves after visiting. It does feel like that. It does feel like when you step away from a story after you've been really um, entrenched in it, it does feel that way. Um, my first novel that I wrote was, was uh, one of the, one of the main characters passes away and I had the hardest time with that for a long time. I kept rewriting it. I didn't want him to pass. I didn't want him to pass mm -hmm. it, but I, he had to. And I understood that was the, the way the story needed to, um, you know, be completed. And it was just, but it was rough. So you definitely get it, get very attached to the characters. And some of the characters from before we were born are coming back because I'm working on a sequel now. Right. Right. And um, so that's going to be Joy and Jeremy in new bodies with new personalities, oh. although parts of their traits are going to come with them, just like, um, you know, Jeremy um, in Before We Were Born, he carries a lot of his Native, Amer Native American um, mannerisms and um, habits and his respect for nature and you know, just he, a large part of who he was in a past life came with him. And so I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm trying to develop these two new characters who have a little bit of the old character, but it's not going to be the same. Just like, you know, we're born to different parents and we have different environments and all these things shape who we are. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's going to be a, a careful game here, trying to get these, get the right balance. That's really cool, though. I admire you for doing it. Question in the chat room is, do they ever make... Oh, I see. Okay. Do they ever make a mistake um, when choosing their, their their new family? In general? Yeah. Just in general? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't want to come across as, you know an expert on reincarnation. Right. I mean, I, I, I can tell you the things that I've been told and they uh -huh. make sense to me. I'm sure there's a whole lot that I don't know. Um, but I really feel like even when things go badly, there's a reason, you know, and, and it turns out that way, even in before we were born and we have Jeremy born to this, you know, this mom who really can't take care of him and he has fetal alcohol syndrome and he has a really hard time in life. Um, but in the end, there's, you know, it all comes together for various people in their lives. Um, so that the mistakes weren't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a mistake, even though it looked like it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think too, because, um, you know, I've, I've heard that 
that, that, that whole thing where you could choose what kind of health you're going to have and stuff like that before you come back. I do think that's true. I think so, maybe not always. I, I do think that certainly people sometimes come with a certain, um, you know, maybe a disability or something. It may be for their for the purposes of their own growth, but also for the people who they're going to have around them to help them with their growth. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What do you like best about this the, this book? What do I like best about the book? I like the relationship between the kids, Joy and Jeremy, when they're little. You know, and they're just um, they're just so pure. And they don't even understand what it is between the two of them, but um, they know there's something. And Jeremy, because he has fetal alcohol syndrome, he's he's tiny when he's um, when he's four. He starts talking when he's four, and um, he's the size of a two-year-old. And he goes next door, and Joy lives two houses down, and he sneaks under the fence because he sees her there playing, and. You know, there's a line later in the book where, you know, somebody asked, where, where did you meet her? And he said, I, I, I climbed under her fence when I was four years old and I've loved her ever since. And that's really what their relationship is. It's, it's there from the beginning. That's really cool. Really cool. Thank you. I would have loved to watch you write this thing, you know, yeah. to, to watch you putting it together. I've got like two books myself that I'm sitting on that I haven't finished. They're like halfway. Really? Yeah, oh, that's, so. that's awesome. What are they about? Uh, one's about pretty much because no, I'm a journalist. Right. And even though I, I grew up in a haunted house and, and, and had things happen to me once I got, like I said, of a certain age, I kind of uh, turned the logical hat on, you know, and put, and put on that skeptical hat. And so after I started getting out ghost hunting again, it took me a while to become a believer again. Mm -hmm. and so that's what i write about is going from being a believer to a non-believer back into being a believer uh, through ghost hunting yeah and my other book i took care of my elderly father and he was very difficult to take care of mm -hmm. and so I, i'm writing about that because i hope it can help others who are in a similar situation yeah for sure yeah absolutely you know absolutely um when you got done again when you finished writing the book was there anything what you know, because you had to go back through and edit a course. Were there any major changes that, that, that you made that, that, that you felt were necessary? Um, no, but when I, when, I, when I went from the screenplay to the novel, uh -huh. I, changed, I changed it significantly. Okay. Not the, the bones were there, like I said, you know, uh -huh. but um, yeah, I didn't dig in as deep in the screenplay into their relationship um, as they were teenagers, I, I had a, a lot of fun writing about Joy and Jeremy in their teenage years in the 90s and, you know, going to the, you know, the prom and all these things that the kids, their friends were all doing. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't have that in the screenplay. And Jeremy's best friend, his name is Jeff, and he's a very important character in the book and my favorite character probably. And he was not in the screenplay. Mm -hmm. So that definitely, you know, that definitely changed and evolved. And what did your editor think when you were done? Um, my editor did not change that much, really. 
it was small stuff. Um, they didn't like the the title. I changed the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, um, it was just small stuff. Thankfully, yeah. You know, the you question really- is, well, did you have an editor that believed in this sort of thing, or did you have an editor that was skeptical? You know, I think I think that they. Um, were closer, not maybe not as as um, in depth as I am, but mm-hmm. really liked the you know the vibe of the story. The parts of the story that I've read are really good. I can I, I can honestly say that it's very intriguing. I can't wait to read everything all together. You know, because I I, 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 did, I did a quick read on it before coming on here, yeah. and it's, it's it's a book that I would recommend, definitely recommend to people to read. Thank you, Charlotte. I appreciate that. You know, and it's like you say. And like I said earlier, instead of being a technical book about, you know, about soulmates and all this, it puts it, you write it in a way that it makes a lot of sense. Like it's the guys next door mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, that went through this. And so it's, it, that's what makes it so cool. Yeah. Thank you. And, and honestly, I mean, not writing it as a, as a textbook or something also comes back to the fact that I, I don't see myself as any kind of expert in this. It's just, these were the experiences that I had mm-hmm. um, really just some mind blowing experiences. And, and that made me feel like, you know, I believe it. I, I, it all came together in such a way that there was this big system in place that I could understand. And it was given to me and, and to my husband um, because we always do this together, but they would give us little bits of information, some more information, some more, and it all kind of fit into this, like, really lovely universe, you know, and that's what I want to pass on. And, and there's so much that other people know that I don't. So I don't want to come across as like, I've got all the secrets of the universe here. Cause I certainly don't, but I was given some really, you know, good info. How difficult is it? Like, like, like in that other movie, if, so, if, if somebody comes back on the, say the East coast and somebody comes back on the West coast, how hard is that, you know, how hard is it for them to come together? Well, you know, I guess it probably varies, but um, it's interesting because because in, in my book, mm-hmm. that happens where one of them heads out to California. And so there becomes this sort of gap between them and they have to figure it out or not figure it out. And I don't want to give anything away, but right, right, it's right. not an easy, sto- it's not an easy, smooth thing. And I don't think in real life it's easy, smooth. You meet this one person and everything is going to, you know, be a red carpet at your feet. I just, I think there's going to be bumps, you know, and sometimes our soulmate is there to show us things about ourselves. You know, it's not necessarily easy to face or to, and, uh, you know, they have different purposes, but, um, you know, I, in terms of like the physical distance and all that, um, my husband's from Israel, actually, and he. I happened to meet him when he was, you know, here, and uh, I. I think so. Just as an example of, I think you can. You, it's funny how you can find each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a magnet there. I think there's something that just pulls you. Do you think he was a soulmate in a, in a past life? I am sure, and and not necessarily uh, a romantic soulmate, maybe. But um, I know that I've known him before. We've been together before in various uh, roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because that goes right back into like, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see somebody and you say, man, I know them, but I don't know them. Yes. There's a weird connection there. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you say to someone that wants to write a book like yours? You know, um, just do it. Sit down and start something. Because the hardest hardest part is getting the beginning going. Mm -hmm. Um, And let it all come out. It's really fun getting the first draft out because it's sort of like you're just ah, spitting it. You know, it all comes, it pours out so fast. Um, It's really fun to do that. Um, The hard part is the editing. It probably took me longer to edit my book than it did to write it. Um, And it really isn't fun, you know, but, you know, it gets tighter and better and that's fun. Um, but also, you know, what I mentioned before about walking around with the characters in your head, Mm -hmm. um, that's a good idea. I think it works for me to get, to let them kind of grow. If you, you know, are thinking as you're walking around, like what would, what would Jeremy do right now? You know, you start to have a sense of it and you think, oh, Jeremy would say this, you know, and that's another thing with dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I write in my head a lot and we live near the beach and I, I walk in the nice weather. I walk every morning and I, and I'm writing in my head and I, I always say, you know, people probably think I'm crazy cause they see me talking, but I'm practicing dialogue, you know, cause I want to know, does this sound natural? Is this something that my character would say, you know, mm-hmm. cause that's important too. An important thing about getting a character fully developed is understanding the, their use of language, mm-hmm. like how they might say something is different from how, you know, their best friend would, or you know, any other character in the book. Interesting. Here's a question from the chat room: Is a soulmate only a sexual partner? Can a soulmate be twin siblings who live apart but can feel the other's presence, or can uh, feel the pa- the pains and joys, or joy? It does not have to be a sexual partner. And yes, absolutely with twins. I I actually would like to write a book at some point about twins. Um, I do think people, um, you know, sometimes make that choice to be born Mm -hmm. together as twins and they know they're going to be, they have that, you know, that opportunity to be in the same life. This is just, just so interesting to me, you know, to talk about this stuff. Can can you run into your soulmate and not realize it's your soulmate? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how to answer that question, but I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a complicated thing. Mm-hmm. I do think if you miss them, they come back or you come back. There, there's another chance it'll come back around. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were writing the book, I know, like, I, like, like we talked about getting deeply involved with, with, you know, with, with the characters. Were you able to, like, maybe off the side hash out what, what each character was going to do, or did it just come, kind of like you said, came during walks, and then, and then you just go type? Uh, some of it I really had to plot out, but other parts of it surprised me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeremy, so he lives two houses down from Joy. And he's, his mom is just really never around. And so Joy's family takes him in a lot. And he's always over there having dinner and, you know, after school and that kind of thing. And he's kind of a part of that family. 
And he develops this really strong connection with Joy's dad. And part of why the story, I think why the story works is based on that relationship. And I didn't intend that. That wasn't something I sat down and plotted out. But as I started having them interact, I realized this is important, mm -hmm. you know, because we can have all kinds of soulmates, you know, and, and I'll, I'll tell you a little, you know, preview of the coming attractions, but, but that dad will come back again in a different way in the next book, because he's, he's as much a soulmate to Jeremy as Joy is. And he really helps him. He's like the most important person in this little boy's life. And I think that's just as valuable, you know, if not more than having a romantic soulmate, having somebody who can just be there for you when you're a, a kid and you don't have anybody who has mm -hmm. your back. Mm -hmm. See, you, um, you, you flesh this stuff out. That's why I think your screenplay idea was really good because I know when I'm writing about stuff, and I'm like, if it's a character or whatever, it's hard for me to stop writing the paragraphs because you get so involved in that character, you want to keep adding more and more detail. Yes. And then the next thing you know, you got this long drawn out thing when you're really not supposed to have it. So doing it like you did, you know, in in, in that screenplay screenplay format was terrific. Yeah, it's it was easier for me, you know, because it's just when you have too much information, sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, to keep keep track of it all mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so in total years or or did, did, did it take a couple of years to write the book or, or did it happen in a year or how long the first draft of it it took me i i want to say six months or something like that but after all the rewrites and the there was a lot that went into it so yeah it, it probably a couple of years and when you write, do you like to write by you know in a room by yourself, or is it okay if there's if there's stuff going on around you? I have to be quiet by myself. I I wish I could listen to music and write because uh -huh. I love music, and um, it always finds its way into my books. I'm always talking about this band or that band or something because it's it's important to my life. Um, so I I feel like there's music that is. Um, that relates to the characters or whatever's happening in the book. So I wish I could listen to it and write, but I can't. I'm just, I'm not that capable of like, you know, juggling. So I, I keep it quiet. And you talked about um, hearing stuff in your head during writing this. So were the guides helping you along and telling you, you know, how, how to write the stuff properly so it made sense or, or how did that work? You know, it was more sporadic than that. So it wasn't, um, the book wasn't channeled. So it wasn't, okay, you know, like um, Neil Donald Walsh and Conversations with God, okay. um, those books that he did the series, those are literally channeled books. And this is not that at all, but the information, yes. Sometimes, you know, I, I feel like we're picking up things from spirit all the time. So a lot of that book, came from spirit, but I can't identify what part is me and what part is them, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, just because if I'm if I'm sort of tapped in um, mm -hmm. in a creative way, I'm also tapped in in a spiritual way, and the information just sort of flows through you. Mm 
Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's like that with all art. I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. that's how it, it is. If I'm writing anything that that is decent, that's what it feels like. Like it's just flowing through my brain. But, you know, if it doesn't feel like that, it's the writing isn't usually as good. Okay. You said you live by the ocean, which is really cool because that, that would inspire you as well. It does, yes. Yeah, I'm jealous. Very jealous of that. Uh, so do you, do you prefer to write like in the mornings, afternoon, or evenings? Um, definitely mornings. Okay. Yeah, and that's usually when I walk too. I mean, I'm in Massachusetts, so it's cold. Right. We had a couple of warm days, so I was able to you know, walk down there today for a little bit. And uh, yesterday I walked the beach and, uh, but it was, it's almost like, um, you know, this rare opportunity in the middle of the winter. Mm -hmm. You can't do it all the time. So, um, you know, it wasn't so much about writing as it was. We were going to see the seals today because the seals were visiting our beach. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So different, different fun things, but it is, it is a really inspiring place to walk and, um, and just think. And I actually have the characters in the sequel are going to be on that beach because oh, that's I, cool. yeah, I want them to be there. Um, there's a lot of beach scenes in before we were born because they grow up in this little, it's a different town than from where I live, but it's a town that we, where we used to live, which is Marshfield, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. They grow up there. So there's a lot of room for, um, you know, the kids to play. It, there's mm -hmm. a lot of joy in that. And then be, being able to go to the beach and jump off the beach wall and all, you know, where their friendship really developed. Right, 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 right. Is there, um, I, I, I heard, you know, I, I never went to writing, so I went to journalism school, so I never went to like, like any writing classes or anything like that. But do you find it easier to write about a place that you know, as opposed to write about a place you don't know? Absolutely. I do. It's just more natural for me. I do. I will research something if I don't know about it. And I, you know, like there's a part of California that is in the, in before we were born and I had never been there. And I just, so I did research it. I looked at, you know, pictures online and that kind of thing. And, um, but I don't feel as, you know, it doesn't feel as authentic. So, you know, I, I do like to, I do like to choose places. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Yeah. and do you, and if you do choose some place that, that isn't like someplace you've been, do you, do you do a lot of research into it? I do. Yeah. I'll, I'll spend some time on it. I want, and even like, um, for instance, like Jeremy having the fetal alcohol syndrome. I did a, a fair amount of research on that because I didn't want to get it wrong. You know, I wanted it to be, I had the idea because I wanted him to be, um, you know, I wanted him to have challenges that joy doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And so that idea occurred to me, but I wanted to make sure it was a sound idea because, you know, it's, it was not a line of work that I, you know, was ever involved in. So, you know, you, you kind of have to do research to make sure that, you know, your basic facts are right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So when you're looking at doing the next book, how much research is going to go into that now? 
I don't know yet, Charlotte. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, I have I started writing it because I'm trying to feel out the characters. I've uh -huh. been giving them their I've been giving them separate character uh, chapters. Uh -huh. And I'll work on one one day and another a different day because I, I have it. It's almost like um, pieces of uh, cloth on a on a um, like a comforter or something, you know, sewing them together. Uh -huh. right, right now, I got the pieces of cloth sort of spread out on the bed, but I'm not sure how I'm going to connect them all. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Um, I was just going to say, are, are, are you going to be going on book tours and stuff like that now? You know, I just did a couple of book signings close to home um, just because I was able to get some advanced copies. Uh -huh. um, so I did that in December. I don't know if I'll be going out anywhere. Um, I'd love to go to California and, um, and you know, sign some books there. Because I think there's, a, there's a, a, an audience for this kind of book there. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yeah, more so, more so than where I live. And if you go, go to Malibu. You'll be jealous. Oh, beautiful. You can sit down on, on the deck all day. Yes. You know, I'm not saying that, that, that Massachusetts is bad, but it's cold. It is cold, you know, and uh, yes. that's what makes it so cool because you guys, did you get snow by the ocean? Yeah, we get we get less think, snow. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, we get less snow, but it, it's very windy. Okay. So it's it's colder here right by the ocean, um, but it's beautiful. The, the ocean is more beautiful in the winter. It's get it's stormy looking. The colors, oh. the color is different. It's more of a greenish gray. It's just yeah, it's it's always beautiful. I always think when I think of like snow by the ocean, I think of Maine. You know, like 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 further on up. But yeah, I, I can imagine how how beautiful it would be. I, I, my 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 father grew up in Cleveland, so oh. I mean he was on like Erie on like Erie in the snow. So I mean you know I got I to I got to go there in the winter a few times. So yeah, I I think it's great. Well, I think what you're doing is, is really cool. I think your books are really cool, and I hope you are very successful with them. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Lots of love went into those books and the characters, and uh, you deserve it. And who knows? Maybe it'll be a Twilight thing. You don't know. <laughs> you, Next thing you know. The world looks to God's ears, Charlotte. Yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Queen of Twilight, only, only with your own stories. Uh, how cool they're would that just be? as good i mean yeah from what i read there they're just as good as the twilight stuff if not better oh thank you very much you know, what, what you put together um one of the last question i have tonight well maybe the last two questions i have the yeah, last two questions i have we got about eight minutes left um in writing these books you know and laying them out because i mean different writers have different techniques and i know you went the screenplay path did, did you practice with, with, with like laying it, you know, laying them out first, or did you just, just start writing up on the screenplay? Um, I studied, first of all, how, I didn't know how to write a screenplay. So uh -huh. it was kind of a bold idea that I had. So I, I, you know, read some books about that, learning how to do it. Um, and then, you know, it's, I've done books both ways where you plan it out. Um, and I had another one where I dove in and I always think, oh, the one where you just dive in and go is going to be so much quicker and easier, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have an, I have an, a book coming out next uh, October mm -hmm. and it's already with the publisher now. 
so it's in production and it's not part of the series. It's a separate book. It's called Bridge Jumping. And it's about um, this woman, um, the book opens up at her funeral and there's all of her, um, her family and friends are there and her body's been cremated into 12 vials of ashes. And whoever takes the vials is bringing it to some place that is um, significant to their relationship with mm -hmm. this woman named Paige who's passed away. And then as you, you know, in my mind, when I started to write that story, I'm like, this is going to be an easy book because mm -hmm. I'm just going to give each one of those vials and those people a chapter. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give her some, um, some journal entries that I'll put in between each chapter so that we can find out really who she is and who she was and how she felt about those people who are bringing her vial of ashes and why they're bringing them there. And I just thought it would be so easy to write. Mm -hmm. And I held on to that book for years. I just never was ready to let it go. And just now let it go. And it's, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's in production, but it's not always what you think, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is really cool though. Absolutely cool. Now my last question is, and then I asked this of everybody, you're standing on the strip in Las Vegas. And there's other writers out there with with similar not you know similar books to yours. How do you get people to come in and read your book? How do I get people to read my book instead of other people? Yeah, you know, I guess what would I do? Just uh, just talk to them, I guess. Try to approach people and tell them, you know, this is what who I am and what my experiences are. Mm -hmm. That's I think what I have to offer, you know, other than. Um, you know, being flashy in some way to get their attention. And that's not really me. So that wouldn't happen. But uh, I don't know. You know, I hope the, the best thing for a writer is if you if you get people to read your book and they recommend it to their friends, you know, and they write a, a review on Amazon or those are the those are the best ways to have your book read. Um, so I, I think it's one-on-one. -on -one. If I were on that strip, I'd, I'd have to walk over and shake hands with somebody and tell them who I am and why I wrote the book. Absolutely. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. This was fantastic. Thank you so much. I enjoyed I talking, to, talking you. to you. And I would love to talk to you when your next book comes out. Uh, that would be great. I look fantastic. forward to that. How can people find you? Well, um, my... My website is Kathleen Ready, R-E-A-D-Y, Diane, D-A-Y-A-N.com. Um, same for my Facebook page. It's just Kathleen Ready, Diane, author. Um, those are the best places to um, track me down. Okay, fair enough. Well, again, I want to thank you, and uh, we'll be in touch. To, I'll be in touch with Gavin or you, or, you know, to get you back on with, with the next book. Let me that, know. That would be so great. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Charlotte. All right. You have yourself a good rest of the evening. You too. All right. Okay, bye, bye bye. Where's the button? See, I'm blind. Oh, there's the button. <laughs> All right, guys. That was fun. Learned a lot about writing and stuff. Fantastic. See, I can't see. I'm telling you, I couldn't even find the bloody button. Anyway, tomorrow we're going to be uh, talking to another author, uh, one of our frequent flyer authors, Anna Maria Munt. Manalo is going to be with us, but uh, it's going to be a 12.30 p.m. Pacific interview tomorrow. So you guys that are working will can catch it in the evening time, you know, when you get home from work. 
but it's always fun to have to have Anna on. It always goes on longer than than expected. So uh, we'll see we'll see what happens tomorrow with that. We're going to be talking about her new book, her latest release, another scary book she wrote, another scary book, which we're going to be reading. Oh, I know what I can ask you. Hang on a second. One second. Hey, I brought you back because hang on, because um, I'll ask you after the show. Okay. But uh, th- there's this thing we do. I might as well have you here because I'm talking about Anna, Anna Maria. Uh, I read from a ghost-related paranormal book every Sunday afternoon. Oh, okay. For like an hour for people. And so I try to get permission from authors and stuff. So maybe we can talk about this later on down the line for your book. Yeah, awesome. You, yeah, you're, you're feel free to okay. do that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. So anyway, um, Anna, uh, her, her, we'll be getting into her book, not right away because we're going to finish off uh, the, the uh, Sylvia Schultz book this, this Sunday, but uh, the following Sunday, we're going to be getting into uh, the, the book about the Salem witch trials. And then once that's done, we're going to get, be getting into Anna's book. And Anna's book is really cool. There's a bunch of people that have reviewed it over on Amazon and stuff. So it's, it's a really good book. And now we have this other book that uh, you can read behind Anna. So that's really cool. So we're lining them up. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight and putting up with me because I am blind as a bat right now. And uh, like I said earlier in the show, if any of you can find it in your heart to kind of donate and help, help, help me get my eye exam done in my contacts, that. That would be great, so, so, so I can see again. But if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Also, uh, if you uh, watch from Facebook and you like the show, please hit that like button and hit that follow button. Uh, same thing with YouTube. That little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner, there he is. Cl- click on that, and that'll uh, subscribe you to all of our videos, all of our shows. We have lots of shows over there. Plus our YouTube shorts. We've got some really cool YouTube shorts over there. Um, if you're uh, watching and you were over at TikTok yesterday and you came over to see what was going on, please do subscribe over at YouTube or, you know, just follow us on TikTok because we're going to start going live on TikTok with these shows. But anyway, I want to thank you all. And I have um, the information on her book. She's got four books out. One is, uh, I think it's out of print at this point, but uh, you can check out Amazon and get those books. I'll just show you those. And then we're going to call it a night, and I will see you guys at 12.30 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. So here we go. Off we go. Where'd I go? There we go. So uh, here is the books we got Before We Were Born, Cape Cod Bear. You've got L.A. Ice. And see, I can't read these things. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully you caught the other one because I am blind. So, you know, you can get them at Amazon. You know, check them out. But I know one one's out of print, but uh, hopefully it'll be coming back. So I want to thank everybody for coming, and uh, I will see you tomorrow at 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great evening. Bye. <laughs>